Remember, folks, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. Staten Island boys are no joke. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peace? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on SoundCloud.com slash dies in your house. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you searched for dies in your house, or if you're supporting the podcast on Patreon, you're at Patreon.com slash Jay Porks, and you are hearing this podcast a full day early. And you are back. For a brand new episode of, you guessed it, Dies in Your House. What it do, what it be, what it is. What is the word, what goes on. Hey, villain. I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. I got some stuff I want to discuss really fast, but first and foremost, what is this? You're probably wondering, Jay, what, what, what am I doing here? Like, what is this? Well, I'll tell you what this is. This is... What happens when America leans fascist? When Republicans get power and they restrict the rights of basically everybody that is not an old white man, this is what happens to the podcast. And so we've been doing this for about four years. We've had this podcast since 2013 in one form or another. And we are going to discuss some things. But I did promise some fun this year and we are gonna have it later on in this episode but for those wondering what what jay what is it you said fascism i don't know what that is why don't you describe that to me i would describe it to you but i'm probably not smart enough to describe it without looking up the definition so i'm gonna let the internet take care of that for me hey google what is fascism nicely produced hey google what is fascism according to wikipedia Fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, that is not a list of American values. That is not a list of things that if they were on a piece of paper, you would say, yes, I want to vote for that here in America. But to keep it like simple, like the dichotomy of the of the two political parties in America is vast. Republicans want to take your rights away. They don't want you to have rights. Any of them. Voting. They don't care about your body. They don't want you to be healthy. They don't want you to have to pass a background check to get a gun. The Republican platform is basically, hey guys, remember when there were separate water fountains? Let's go back to that. That's the Republican, like, that's their agenda. They don't have... An agenda for 2021. All it is is, let's go back to the way things were. 
Things weren't good, my guy! <laughs> so, sorry about that. We're gonna live in this democracy here. And we got Uncle Joe in the building. And he called over some Republican senators to the White House today. And he was like, yo, we got this infrastructure package. And we're gonna vote on it. And they were like, bet, we're gonna vote on it. So they came out with a... With a a bipartisan, slimmed-down infrastructure, infrastructure construction. Bridges, tunnels, roads. All over America. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's one thing that's not a political leaning left or right, it's a road. It's a freeway. It's a bridge. Like, you know? So it was very hard for Republicans to say, we're going to block everything, when we were like, yeah, but what about roads? They're like, damn it. But it's a, it's a slim down, it's like a third of what Joe Biden actually wanted. But a third of what Joe Biden actually wanted is better than zero of what Joe Biden and the Democrats wanted. So what we have to do is understand this. One of two things are going to happen. We're going to do this incremental change. We're going to get a little bit of things done. And we're hopefully going to continue to get out the vote and continue to take Republicans out of power. But if you're a more pessimistic Democrat like myself... You need, you understand that we need to get things done right now. We need to get things done before 2022. Therefore, we need to remove the filibuster or reform it in some way where you don't need 60 out of 100 votes in the Senate. It needs to be something else. 55, 53, something. It can't be 60. The only reason the, the filibuster is a, an invention of Jim Crow. Filibuster is just another way to make people's rights not happen. So we're going to kill the filibuster. As far as local politics go, last week I mentioned that I was going and voting in Maya Wiley, choice one. Maya Wiley finished second in the first round of the ranked choice voting for New York mayor. Third was Catherine Garcia. I believe Andrew Yang was fourth. And he has conceded. He will not be going to the next rounds. On June 29th is when New York is going to recalculate from taking everybody's second choice. So Eric Adams leads. He's the former police officer. He is a Democrat. So, like, if he wins, it's not the end of the world. But, like, he's on the wrong side of the police. He's like, I know how to deal with the police. I'm a former cop. Nah, bro. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> Maya Wiley was giving a speech the other night, and she said that she hopes to grow up in a city... She hopes to live in a city one day where when the cops pull up to a party, you can open your door and you could say, we didn't call you. You know what I'm saying? There's differences in this. There's differences. But either way... In, in New York City is highly democratic, so most likely, the, more higher than most likely, the Democrat is going to win. So it'll probably be Eric Adams or Maya Wiley as mayor of New York City come the end of this year. We used to have a mayor called, uh, named Rudy Giuliani. He was a lawyer. He worked for the Southern District of Manhattan, Southern District of New York. 
Um, he was the he was the mayor during 9/11. Ran for Senate, lost. Ran for president, lost. Wanted to be attorney general, nope. Secretary of State, nope. So what is he? Wacky, crazy lawyer spinning wacky Trump conspiracy theories on TV. Well, now he's just wacky and crazy because the Bar Association took away his law license. Rudy Giuliani can't practice law in New York City any in New York anymore. Isn't that just fantastic? At least somebody's fucking getting punished for this. The guy's a nutcase. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, remember when the dye was dripping down his face at the Four Seasons? Not the hotel, the, the lawnmower place. Oh, God. When we get further away from this, this stuff's really going to be funny. Um, but, as I mentioned at the top, this podcast wasn't always about politics. We had fascism on the rise. And we had to, we had to do everything we could. To remind people to get out and vote. People who don't normally vote. I need you to know that that's important to me. And you know what? Over the last four years, I've lost a lot of friends. Maybe they weren't my friends. Oh, Jay, I really, you're, you're too liberal with that shit, man. Too much with the politics. Alright. So you don't like me then? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is me. There hasn't been a concert in a while, so I can't go. This podcast used to cover... So I used to have this website, contentconfessions.com, before GoDaddy took it away. It was live music news and reviews for the fans by the fans, and I am happy to say that there will be a website venture coming in the future. In the near future. We were going back to that aesthetic of sharing content from concerts on the internet. We're going to do that. I'm going to spearhead that. I already have the stuff laid out. We're going to start going to concerts again. We're going to start talking music on the podcast again. We're going to have a little fun. I promised everybody that if we could win a damn election, then we'd have a little fun on the podcast. So, I'll try to have some fun. So... COVID's over, Foo Fighters reopened, COVID's not over, but you know what I mean. Foo Fighters uh, had the first concert at Madison Square Garden. First, I'm going to give the Foo Fighters their props. They brought out Dave Chappelle to do Creep live at the Garden. Now, when I saw like the video, when I saw the title of the video, I was like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember that Dave Chappelle sings Creep like in his live shows. Like that's, something he does it's not like a bit well it might be a bit but he sings it good he knows the words and stuff he's not like making fun or anything like that so Foo Fighters Dave Grohl calls out Dave Chappelle to sing Creep at Madison Square Garden in front of like 20,000 people that's crazy <laughs> like that is crazy awesome like it was really cool like to see Dave Chappelle know all the words to Creep everybody in the garden sing back at him and him not expecting to see those people in that place, him not expecting to see those people, see him in that place, you know, he's used to doing comedy shows, 
They're at a rock concert. He's got people singing back at him. He's not used to people like yelling his jokes back at him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how good people know his jokes. It was a, if you watch, there's a video of it on YouTube. There's a couple of videos of it on YouTube, but one of them is good. And it captures like, you can hear the crowd and you can hear them singing back and it's, it's fire. But like, anybody that knows me knows, wow, Jay's bigging up the Foo Fighters. What's going on? People get it confused. Like, I love music so much, right? And when I'm talking about music, I've been stopped before in the middle of a conversation. They said, Jay, 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 Jay. I said, yeah, what's up? They said, you have it mixed up. You don't love music. Really? I don't? What don't? They're like, you hate music. Why? Because all you do is make fun of stuff. It's not true. I just have high standards. Not even high standards. I just like my songs to rock. Or bop. You know what I'm saying? So, like... If you know me, you know that, like, Pearl Jam is, like, a band that I really hate. Like, hate, hate. Blood-boiling hatred for the sounds that their music makes. I'm sure they're nice guys. I'm sure our political views align. And I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I just don't want them to make music anymore. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want, I just don't want to hear those songs. No, I don't want to hear it anymore. So, I complain about the Foo Fighters a lot. And people think that the Foo Fighters and Pearl Jam share an equal hatred in my eyes. And that is not true at all. Foo Fighters are utterly annoying. But I don't, I don't have disdain for them like I do Pearl Jam. And I know, like, this podcast had many in- incarnations, so... It's 2021. If I talked about this in 2014, I'm repeating it now, so I'm sorry. Foo Fighters fans treat the Foo Fighters like they're God. And they're not at all. What have they done? The Foo Fighters make radio-friendly, mainstream rock that you can sing with your parents. That's what they do. They've been riding the coattails of a dead Kurt Cobain for 30 fucking years already. 25. Whatever. So I'd say this and they say, well, you gotta understand, Jay, like, Dave Grohl was the drummer in Nirvana and, like, now he's, now he's got, and he started a band. Pause. Stop for a second. He was the sixth drummer in Nirvana, okay? Nirvana, okay? Aaron Burkhart, Dan Peters, Dale Crover, Chad Channing. I'm missing a couple. I'm missing two more. I usually know their names. Anyway. So he's the sixth drummer, my guy. He comes in for Nevermind. Now, I'll, again, I'll give him his flowers. He is one of the greatest drummers of my generation. And that's why it gets me so mad to see him singing these mediocre songs, playing his mediocre guitar. When I could turn on Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf, and he has some... Fucking crazy. I could turn on them crooked vultures and hear crazy sets of drums. That I will never... He is depriving us. He is taking that away from us. What if Ginger Baker was like, I'm not drumming. 
What if Keith Moon, like, decided, I'm going to go play guitar? What if Neil Pert, that's the guy from Rush, right? What if Neil Pert decided, I'm going to play guitar? What if Peter Gabriel decided, oh, never mind. <laughs> You'll get it. Some, some of you are going to get that. Actually, more of you than I think. <laughs> so, like, they're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <clears throat> so, Dave Grohl comes from, like, you know, he used to drum in this punk band, scream, hardcore punk, like, and punk aesthetic. Like, go back, let's go back in time to 1991, Dave Grohl, and be like, yo, Dave Grohl, you know in 2021 you're in a Ford commercial? Would learn to fly? Like they needed more money? I can understand if like Iggy Pop has a song playing in a commercial. This guy made no money his whole life and spent all his money on going to rehab and shit. And when he wasn't in rehab, spent all his money on drugs. The Foo Fighters have no rehabs, no overdoses, no nothing. There's nothing interesting about them besides Dave Grohl used to be the drummer in Nirvana. The sixth drummer in Nirvana. Sixth. He's not a good songwriter. Now, I don't hate the, like, I don't hate his songs like Pearl Jam. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just annoying to me. And furthermore, what's the difference between the Foo Fighters and Weezer? Besides that, I like Weezer more. See, online music publications put Foo Fighters on this pedestal. And they put Weezer like they make fun of Weezer. Now, you can make fun of Weezer all you want, but Weezer in the last 20 years, first of all, they've been around two years longer than fucking Foo Fighters. Second of all, they didn't need uh, the voice of a generation to kill himself to become famous. Also, they've taken chances with their music. Wanna know how I know that? Because there are Weezer songs I don't like. There are Weezer songs I listen to and I say, ah, oh, that's not really it for me. Because they take chances. They're not always on the radio. Stop it. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to say Weezer should go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, by the standard of the Foo Fighters, yeah, they should. But as far as the Foo Fighters going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the good news is that Jay-Z's headlining, so. Ha, open up for Hove. It ain't your year, my guys. So Foo Fighters will not be a band I'll be go going to see live, even if they tour with Dave Chappelle. Oh, <laughs> uh, finally, before I get up on out of here, I gotta share something with you. Uh, and I'd say this not ironically at all. I'm not making fun. I'm not telling jokes in this part of the podcast. Um, since. The last recording of the podcast. I have had on repeat, on my headphones, every available second of the day, I've been listening to Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. This album is probably the jagged little pill of the 2020s, of this decade. Don't at me. This thing, this record, now again, I discovered it late. I was watching Saturday Night Live. They had the sketch where the guys in the, were playing pool and they put on the song and like they were all singing it. 
And like, I was like, oh, that's a cute little song. And then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, I really like this song. This song is, like, hard. This song's heavy. This song's tough, you know? And then she performed it on Saturday Night Live. And the live performance started with piano, and then she stood up, and then there was, then the guitar came in, the drums came in, and it was like this loud boom, and I was like, oh, shit. This is heat. I need to know more about this chick. And then I listened to another song. I listened to, like, the first couple of seconds. I was like, ah, okay. It's, a, it's only one song I like. Then I saw that all 11 songs on a record charted in Billboard. So I was like, what's going on? And then I go to work, and somebody I work with, my friend, uh... I don't want to mention any names in the podcast, but my friend is a huge fan of Fish. And he says, Jay, there's another song on that album that you, you would like. Like, it, it's heat. So then I said, you know what? I went home, and I hit this. And I turned on the first track, and ever since I heard that track, I have not stopped listening to this record. This record is a masterpiece. This record is so wide-ranging. I don't give a fuck if she was in a high school musical. I don't care. That has nothing to do with this. This album is fire. It does not miss. The first track, Brutal, sounds like it could be Dead Sarah. It's got Bikini Kill vibes, loud guitars. You read in the on the Genius thing, it's like, you know, she says, oh, well, I really wanted to stick to my, you know, homage to the music I love, like alt-rock and grunge. Alt-rock and grunge, I'm with you. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm going to listen to this. And all of the songs. I'm going to go over 20 minutes here. I'm sorry. So, like... A couple of highlights from this record is like brutal is a is fucking fire and it leads off the it leads off the record. The song Traitor And again, all, a lot of these songs are relationshipy, but like they're not leaning towards a gender. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I'm I could sing along to this and not feel like it's not like, "Oh, he hurt my boobs." You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just relationship stuff it's not like uh i don't feel like i need to replace the word girl with boy and boy with girl like i can just sing it and feel it because it's it's a very non-binary if i could say uh lyrically so like traitor in the chorus like it talks about like you know, how you met met somebody, how her, the new, the guy she broke up with is with somebody, like, two weeks after they broke up, and she knows that they didn't just meet each other, you know? Maybe she didn't, maybe he didn't cheat, but he's still a traitor. And it's like, you, I, I felt that so hard. Like, my last relationship, that fucking broad. Like, a month later, she's in this relationship. No way. That's not real. You had that going. And I'm glad Olivia Rodrigo was able to tell me. Third track is Driver's License. Which is like... I listened to two fire songs, and now I'm here for the song that I know. 
Next up, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. It's a very lullaby. There's a couple of lullaby songs. A couple of songs like Driver's License on here, but it's not all quiet piano cry songs. Deja Vu. This song, Deja Vu, like, this girl, she's hurt, but she wants to hurt somebody too. <laughs> like, That was the place I found it first. I made the jokes you tell to her when she's with you. Do you get deja vu? Ooh. That's like... And deja vu, like, it starts off with a little melody, but then the after the chorus, it bombs in with this, like, MGMT, like... Boom, boom, boom. Like, it's that, 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 um... Like, that organ type coming in there. There might be a theremin mixed in there, too. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that there isn't a theremin involved. And then... The next song, Good For You. She's Lord, all of a sudden. It starts off like Lord. Like... And it's it that vibe is a I'm not saying Billie Eilish because I'm gonna be honest I don't list, I haven't listened to Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish doesn't appeal to me. Maybe she's not singing the right songs. Maybe she didn't catch me in the right moment. Good for you starts off like okay now she's on her Lord vibes, but then the chorus with the grinding guitars it's almost like the muffs. It feels like it's from the montage. It's from a montage of Clueless. Sounds like it's from the Clueless soundtrack. Enough for you, happier. These are, like, happier. First of all, I feel that so much because I hope you find someone great, just not someone better. I hope you're happy, just not happier. Like, I know, that, like, it's the truth. It's good to hear some refreshing truth. Oh, I hope, I hope you live a happy and healthy life, and I hope everything's okay. I don't! I hope everything is, you know, slightly worse for you. Sorry, I want you to feel pain. The third to last song on the album is The Clincher. Jealousy, Jealousy. I really want to play it, but I, I'm, I'm on Apple Podcasts and it's not going to, it's going to delete me. Come, come Paris sun is killing me slowly. I think I think too much about kids that don't know me. I'm so sick of myself. Rather be, rather be, rather be anyone else. Till jealousy, jealousy, got a hold on me. Soulful. It's like like mm. It's got a wicked like. It's like a slide guitar going on there or something. Favorite crime, obviously, like another relationshipy song one I don't skip and hope you're okay is actually a song that we could all you know relate to it's like 
you know, you're thinking about, you know, one of your friends in like eighth grade or something. And you guys don't talk anymore because you're like 30 years old. You remember something specific about that person. You're like, well, hope you're okay, you know, even though we don't talk. We did not talk on purpose. Just a look back, memory lane, you know, block party in the summer type song, you know? And that's all 11 tracks. I was going to write an album review, but I'm a bad writer. So that's what I think of the record. I think the record's fantastic, and I'm going to listen to more of it as soon as I'm done listening to this podcast. And... If anybody thinks that makes me less manly, I have two hands, and we can meet on any street corner, and I can show you that even though I listen to, even though I sing Olivia Rodrigo on my podcast, I will still reshape your face. (laughs) Okay, we're almost a half hour in here, excuse me, I gotta get up and out of here. But before I do... Let me give you a list of places you could track me down on the internet. We have... Well, always follow the gram. Dies in your house on Instagram. At jporks on Twitter. Go to patreon.com slash jporks. Get in on the premium content. Get the podcast a day early. Get bonus content like the Zoomcast. And get yourself a piece of personalized artwork mailed to your house. Plus exclusive, exclusive goodies that I haven't even announced yet. But until next time, folks, dies in your house exclusively wherever you thought you were hiding from me on the internet. And remember, their win is not my loss. Wait.